Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys still but dante was my guy get to dashing because you done on the war feet This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. It's that time of the year again as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. It's March Madness, people. Let's go! If you're looking to wager this year, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the bracket contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to get started. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey there, Marcus Dash here, co host of Chief Concerns. At the conclusion of this episode, please make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast right here on YouTube. And for all you listeners out there, Please be sure to give us a five-star review on any of the platforms you use to listen to us. I want to thank you all for listening to us throughout the season, and we look forward to engaging with you all throughout the offseason. Enjoy the episode. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with our host, former tight end Jason Dunn, and tonight we got a guest host and former quarterback Tyler Thigpen. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, good. Thanks good, for having good. So we kind of talked about it a little bit before we got on, but um, this kind of felt like a, like a, we had like a playoff game loss today in the, in the way this whole Tyree Kill thing played out. I feel like we, we just lost a big game, and now we're coming on to talk about it. I'm, I don't know. What was your all's initial reaction with the, with the, the breaking news that happened today? Go ahead, J.D. Uh, really, you know, to me, uh, you know, when I got up and just started hearing all the First, I thought it was rumors, uh, and then you know when it started coming in, um, I it just I, I was just rocked a little bit because I, I didn't I didn't think it was going to happen to be honest with you as far as uh, you know trading a guy like that away. We 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 talked about this uh, a few episodes ago that there was for me there was three guys that, that in the building you just couldn't let walk. Okay, uh, that was Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. I said those three guys you got to keep just keeping that core offense together. And so I think you fit pieces around those guys as best that you can. And then, you know, you play with that and see, and you see what you can do and it still come out. I mean, it, it still let us like fourth in, the, in, in offense for the season. But the reality is this, uh, Tyreek Hill is a, is a skill set and a guy that is one of the greatest in the, in the history of ever playing this game, as far as what he can do. I, just, just, no one even close to when I'm seeing a guy that can catch the football and go hit his head on the goalpost every time he put his hands on a ball. That's the way I look at it. And so uh, I was talking about this today a little bit on, on uh, spaces on Twitter that when you have a guy like this, he changes 
the complexity of the defense, right? I mean, you didn't really see the two high safeties as deep as they were, but because of Tyreek Hill, teams had to play that way. And so when I start looking at like how trends are set, and we start looking at guys uh, in any professional sport, and then you see how guys, they change the rules of the game or something that happens or you have to do things defensively or offensively, this guy means that he's that good of a player that teams know we got to stop this guy. And I, and I thought about the same thing, like a guy like Lawrence Taylor. So they, they started doing things different because Lawrence Taylor was just getting sacks. He was just killing guys. And they was like, look, we got to change things up, you know, to, to where you start seeing more like backs chipping on Lawrence Taylor and, and whatnot. They started incorporating a little bit more of that. And so the defense start doing the same thing with a talent like Tyreek Hill. Uh, so to me, man, it was just, it was something that was really uh, uh, mind blowing. Let me put it that way, just to see this. So uh, it's crazy. I'll, and I'll leave it at that. I'll let Tyler go ahead and, and go in and I'll respond. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's just, you know, it's one of those guys like, you know, Jason touched on just, you can't let him get out of the building, but it's also that you just see it year in and year out that, you know, you have those guys that do well and it's like, eventually they're going to get paid. And it's like, do you have the cap space to pay them? Um, so unfortunately, you know, obviously you know, the type of player he is, I mean, th- those guys don't come around, you know, very often and, and to watch him, you know, over the past couple of years, how he's developed and, and become the player he's become is just unbelievable. But like you said, anytime he touches the ball, you don't know what's going to happen. Like in the playoff game where he catches a little short pass and the next thing you know, 70 plus yards, he's, you know, hitting his head on the goalpost essentially. I mean, right. nobody saw right. that coming, but you know, it's one of those things to where, um, I think with the guys that we'll talk about later or later on in the show about the guys coming in, I, I just knowing Andy Reid and, um, you know, the type of uh, quarterback Patrick Mahomes is, um, I think they'll, be, you know, they're going to have to figure it out. I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's unfortunate that you have to lose a guy like that. But when you have a, the amount of athletes and the great players that they have, it's like you can't pay every one of them, unfortunately. And, um, it's sad to say that, but that's part of the business that a lot of people don't understand, essentially. But um, it is a sad to, uh, to say that, you know, obviously he's not going to be a chief anymore because, you know, he was a playmaker and thought they could have, you know, essentially, you know, done more. Yeah, I thought I'd like to see him return kickoffs, but, you know, just because you just never know when that guy's touching the ball. But uh, wishing the best and um, hopefully uh, Chiefs Kingdom can – rally back around the guys that we got and, and continue on. Yeah. And, and the one thing that I thought was kind of interesting was like, if you kind of compare it to, I mean, it's really not, not, not a player to compare to, but you know, we had Gonzalez who was a, you know, a big fixture in Kansas city. And that's the last guy I kind of remember that when we traded that that was like a big, a big deal. We traded like an offensive piece that we traded and, you know, that was like, but that difference was, Tony was not really in his prime anymore. It's kind of towards the end of his career. He was trying, he was not, he was kind of ring chasing at that point, going to a contender. Whereas Tyreek's in his prime still, and we're trading him, you know, before he's getting to that, like the, the kind of end of his career where he's chasing rings. I mean, I, I think that was kind of the, the, the big thing for me was like, wow, like we're trading a guy who's still in his prime. And then obviously we know he, he wanted a record breaking deal, which he, he got. Um, we couldn't, we couldn't pay that, but did you, did you, was that something you thought of uh, guys? Like the fact that he, we're training guy in his prime right now. Go ahead, JD. Yeah. Look, it, it, 100%, you know, I kind of look at it like this. It's, it's almost like trading uh, Jerry Rice in his prime to someone else. Right. And when they traded D hop, I mean, I was, I was kind of like, man, I was kind of blown away at that. 
you know, Devontae Adams going out here to, uh, to Oakland is another one that just kind of blew my mind. And so I, somebody had made a, like, a point. It was like, oh, you know, Tyreek is almost 30 years old. He's 28 years old, you know, prime. Like, like he had his skill set because of his, his stature and his build and what he can do, his speed. His ability probably won't start waning until he's probably 34, 35 years old, to be honest with you. I mean, I mean that's, that's the way I look at it. And, and, and here's the thing. If he, if he starts, you know, losing a little bit of speed, He's still going to be passing everybody else to the NFL. I mean, that's what I like. Yeah, hey, absolutely. okay. Now, you, now you're just making, you know, as fast all the regular wide receivers out here. So, you know, I get that we can't pay, you know, every guy out here. But there's certain guys when I'm sitting there saying, like, look, you got to keep this guy here. I, I mean, find other ways. You know, restructure maybe a deal here and there to try to keep this guy in the building, especially when you know you have a weapon. And I think it's what, you know, because the contracts are so massive now, right? This is the issue that you have to deal with. And so when it comes to it, now you're starting to think like, well, am I going to start saying, well, I can't really start paying every guy this way. And every guy I got to look at how much am I paying it? Because I'm thinking down the road, if I pay this guy this much, I can't pay these guys down the road from here. And I got to look at the guys that's on my, my roster. Can I pay, you know, Travis Kelsey? But he's coming back. Can I pay, you know, this guy when he, you know, uh uh Orlando Brown Jr. when when his this time comes up? And so it's gonna be those things every single year. You know, I heard, I heard Thune restricted his contract a little bit to kind of help. Um, and somebody had made a point about you know, maybe Patrick didn't, you know, didn't know it or he could co-sign on this. Look, Patrick didn't really have a choice. I mean, when it came down to it, you know, it's gonna be on Tyreek and the team, right? I'm sure Patrick probably talked to Tyreek like, look, man, we're trying to get this thing done. You know, if I need to do something to restructure my deal, maybe to help out, you know, maybe getting some money, you know, down the road, cool, just to get you there. But, man, these things happen, man. It's just part of the business, so. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things, like you said, I mean, with Tony, them trading him, I remember that. Uh, obviously, I was there the year that they let him or traded him in Atlanta and, you know, at that point, you know, the year before he'd already made the statement, obviously with Herm and everything, he was like, I want Tyler to be our quarterback moving forward. And of course the new regime comes in. And at that point they're looking at Tony, it's like, Hey, you know, this guy's, we can still get some value for him right now. Let's go ahead and trade him and whatnot. Um, but as far as for a guy like Tyreek, I mean, what they're picking up essentially in the, I believe five draft picks for him, um, what he's getting obviously money-wise down there, it's not like, for instance, he's chasing a ring, essentially like maybe what Tony was, um, you know, because of obviously Miami hadn't had a ring in uh, quite some time, essentially. But, um, but you know, it's just one of those things to where, you know, right now, obviously, uh, you know, a lot of people are sad, they're upset and hurt. But who's to say that, you know, you don't pick up that next uh, Jamar Chase or something with that first round pick you get or, you know, things like that that you look back, you're like, dang. Maybe it was worth it or something. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, obviously you can't tell the future, but um, right now, obviously everybody's still sour over it. And, um, but it is, you know, it comes back to is like, unfortunately, you can't pay everybody. You know, if, if that were the case, um, you know, you'd always have these teams that are stacked with all these athletes. But a lot of times that, you know, at the end of the day, when you put too many people, too many of those, you know, kind of type mindsets or, or athletes on a team like the dream team that uh, the Eagles had a, 
you know, a few years or, you know, quite a year back or whatever that Vince uh, Young came out and said, look how they fell apart. I mean, those, um, but at the end of the day, I mean, he's just, it comes down to, he is a unique athlete and he's, he's special and uh, athletes like him don't come along very often. And you just, you love that you had him for the amount of years you had him. Um, but now it's just one of those things to where he's on to his next chapter and Kansas City's got to do what we got with what we got and, and build on that. So, so what do you think? Because, you know, I look at, you know, of course, down the road, you know, and my thing is with, with veteran players as opposed to the draft, and we know this, when you know a guy, his skill set, what he can do, and it's proven, you know, it's easy to kind of stick with that guy and say, look, you know what, I'm going to pay this guy because I know he's, I, look, I know he's going to get us, you know, I don't know how many balls, 100-something balls a year. I, I already know that, right? He's going to get us, you know, he's going to be the top, echelon every single year of, of of the nfl this guy that's coming in from college you know who who's being uh uh you know majoring in uh, you know economics hey you know hey what what was he gonna do we hope he's gonna turn it to a jamar chase right yeah. nobody's really seen jamar look, look jamar chase was great in college but did i think he was gonna have the success that he did when he got here to the league not at all right Absolutely. and so those guys are kind of like, to me, it's kind of hit and miss. Like you said, we, he's he's a, such a unique skill set in the history of the game. What he's been able to do, like I, I just I enjoy when I see him out there playing. I, I used to just laugh the way he would just make defenses look so silly, like he's just playing around with them. You know what I mean? He just people just miss and just the stuff he would just do, and it just it, it was like him playing. It was like men amongst boys. That's how it was. Like backyard football to him, just making guys miss. So. Half the time he's uh, running. No, he's gonna be half the time he was running, he's looking backwards at people. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm out there running for my life, looking straight ahead. You know, he's he's fast enough to be able to look back and backpedal and whatnot. Um, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things to where, like, to touch on the first part you said, it's like these teams out there, they're like, hey, let's go and trade for a guy like Tyreek because we know what he can do. We've seen it in the NFL. You know, so many of those things that or so many of those players that come out in the draft, you don't, I mean, that's a college level. Think about how many quarterbacks have been bust that may have been great in college that get to the NFL and just can't make that transition. I mean, there's plenty of, of other specific athletes, you know, um, skill set athletes that are great in college, but when they get to the NFL, it's just a different game. I mean, when, it, when it, everybody says that, you know, it's the, uh, the best of the best out there, it truly is. I think there was a stat a long time ago, it's less than, a half a percent, I think, of college athletes go to the NFL. I mean, that's just yeah. unbelievable um, to think. So, you know, that's what I always say to these kids in high school. I said, dream big. But I said, the reality of it is, I said, get your education because at the end of the day, you got to have something to fall back on. That's right. That's right. Um, another thing. So let me ask you all about this. So how do you think, and then somebody asked this question uh, about – the structure of the offense, how, how you think it's going to differ. And, and, you know, mine was, you know, when you have a guy who has changed defenses where you, you're playing, basically dropping guys in eight in coverage, two high safeties as deep as they can. Uh, he just stretches the, the defense, you know, horizontally and vertically. He, he just does it. So what, what do you think the difference is going to be offensively uh, for us, you know, kind of going forward? I mean, I, you know, obviously – a guy like Tyreek, it's like every time he gets on the field, where's number 10 at? You know, like when defenses are scheming for him. Um, you know, mm -hmm. bringing a guy in like Juju, who we'll touch on later, I know Marcus said, 
but it's one of those things to where now, you know, you have a guy like that that you probably don't feel like you have. Like Tyreek is almost like one of those guys that you feel like you got to force the ball to. You got to get him the ball. You got to keep him happy and whatnot. And, you know, now Patrick's the type, but he's always spread the ball around. It's to me, it's like next man up is Tyreek ran deep. He's tired. He caught pops out. Next thing you know, the next guy up. I mean, he's completing to that. I mean, it's just it's the NFL. I mean, it, you're. Yeah, Tyreek is very special, but you still got some great athletes at receiver, um, you know, on the roster right now, and and I'm sure they're going to continue to bring some guys in too. And if you look at, I mean, just to to, to back that up, I mean, this year teams were eliminating the deep ball, so they they were eliminating a lot of what Tyreek Hill was good at. I mean, this year, and then we kind of had to, you know, go kind of have these ball control offenses where we were digging and dunking, and we talked about we're not we don't run the ball enough. And maybe that's what we have to implement this year with the, without Tyreek Hill. Um, but I think, and I think Bucky Brooks had tweeted earlier saying that Andy Reid's offenses have never been having this like elite number one receiver. He's always made do with a bunch of guys who kind of contribute. And obviously, it was great to have him. You know, obviously, it's great to have a Tyreek Hill. But I mean, well, and Bucky Brooks even said he's like, who's to say that the Chiefs don't even draft a number one receiver? They, they, they the uh, a guy in the first round. They may go out and sign a, a couple of vets to just kind of uh, fill in. And you know, I mean, I, I don't know, but you know, Andy Reid is a, is a master when it comes to offenses. So there obviously is a plan in place. Hopefully, I don't know, but I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, that, that, that's what I think. What, what, what do you guys think about not having an elite receiver in Andy Reid's offense? Well, I tell you what, I, so I. And I'm, I agree with you 100%. I think at this point you have to start at least lean on the running running game a little bit more, right? You don't have him in a, in you know to be that weapon. You start running the game a little bit more. But also too, I think this is the role that you know Hardman steps up in. You know, so now all of a sudden Hardman's that fast guy that was utilized a little bit like Tyreek was. And so we're sitting there saying, you know, from the games that he did last year, and I think he started growing, he started getting better. They're saying, look, if Harvin can just catch half the, the balls that Tyreek was doing, or three quarters of it, right? Then we're going to be fine. Okay. And maybe also, too, we lean on the running, you know, the running game a little bit more. Maybe they're looking for another running back to come in. There's running backs out there to kind of help CEH that can run in between the tackles. So now, what you do, as we know, the run definitely opens up the pass without a question. And so you start doing things like that offensively then maybe you can get away with not having a Tyreek Hill. And I, and I think they will. I think they'll make an adjustment. But I think that's why this Juju signing, to me, when they had Tyreek here, was so significant, right? Because then I was just like, well, shoot, now we, we really unstoppable. Because I think what we was missing, nothing taken away from Pringle or Robinson, but you wanted that third guy, that guy that you know, hey, if they double-team in Tyreek and they double-team in uh, uh, Travis, that third guy is going to eat him up, right? And so Harbin, I, I think they were still trying to fit him into the role, get him better into where he needed to be. But like a true wide receiver, and I think Merkle, because he was running back, he was still trying to you know figure things out. He's gotten better. But that true third tight end, uh, not tight end, but should I will say, you know, uh, Fortson might come back, right? We talk about Gray. Obviously, it's going to be another uh, key uh, opponent or, or a proponent coming in. But being like that third guy, the third wide receiver, uh, is going to be able to do those things. So if, if Harmon can make that that transition to being that guy, to being Tyreek, I'm, I'm all for it. And I think that may be the game plan, I'm thinking. And, that, I mean, that's a good point, too. You know, it's one of those things where 
you know, you can, you can talk different scenarios. It's like you bring it, you, you obviously have brought the guy like Juju in um, and you still had Tyreek on the roster, but it's then like you sit there and you got guys like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek, Juju, those three playmakers. Um, and then you start thinking it's like, you know, as a quarterback, you're like, dang, I got these three great, damn, I got to figure out how to give them the ball. And then as a quarterback, you're like, dang, if I feel like I'm throwing too much to Tyree, Juju's going to be mad. Or is Kelsey going to get mad? It's like you get too many athletes, and it's like, dang, you, you understand that he does a great – Patrick does a great job of, of spreading the ball around. But it's like, man, you get too many athletes over there, and it's like you almost – you're fighting yourself as a quarterback. It's like, dang, I, I've thrown it to Tyree two times. Now i gotta, I got to figure out how to get it to Juju or whatever. But, I mean, it comes back to – I think Andy Reid – I mean, obviously, in his offenses, he's always done a great job with the obviously the uh, the the talent he's had at receivers and tight ends and running backs. I mean, he just he's able to to scheme up. You know, each week it's like one week it might be, hey, we're gonna get Tyreek the ball. You know, all right, we set it up more or less for the next week. Because all right, we fed Tyreek this week, we're gonna feed Travis Kelsey. So Andy Reid, I mean, he's you know he's a he's one of the best at it. You know, when it comes to play calling. Um, and there's a reason that he's, you know, has the trophies in his trophy case like he does. Um, and hopefully he can continue to add there. But I don't I don't question. I, I bet you – I mean, if I had to say, I mean, not that they have a plan in place already, but, you know, I, I mean, I think with what they got, we're able to get for Tyreek, you know, right now. You know, you wait one more year and let's say he has a bad year of some sort, he's dealing with injury or something. Now you can't get maybe that uh, type of um, – you know, picks for him and whatnot. So, I mean, there's always different scenarios you can sit there and play. Um, so, I mean, just one of those things to where hopefully Kansas City will end up coming out on the other end of it and and picking some guys up that can obviously step up in that place. Getting five picks for, for a non-quarterback is kind of unheard of. I mean, just a, yeah. looking at it today was, you know, like looking at the, the past guys who've gotten traded for a lot of picks. Like Khalil Mack was one that that, that got multiple uh, picks for him. But – um. For for five picks for him, and Devontae Adams only got two picks last week, and then they got we got five picks for Tyreek. But the question I wanted to ask is something that everyone's kind of talking about is obviously it's subjective here, but um, who's going to miss who more? Is Mahomes going to miss Tyreek more, or is Tyreek going to miss um, Patrick more? I'll go. Oh. I'll go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it'll be a combination of both. I mean, I I, I would say. I mean, you might say something different after halfway through the season next year, but I, I would say Tyreek's going to miss Patrick Moore um, because there was – I think uh, Tyreek missed a couple games last year. I think he was dealing with some injury. It might have been the year before that the Chiefs just kept on rolling. I mean, obviously you missed a guy like Tyreek, but, you know, for somebody like Tyreek that's going to Miami, um, and, you know, he's got uh, Tua down there, and, and I think he could potentially, as long as he can stay upright and they can keep, you know, the defense alignment and linebackers off of him, essentially. Um, you know, I think he could have potential and, and do well. Um, but I do think that uh, Tyreek's going to miss um, Patrick because, I mean, what, how many years have they been together now? Four? Yeah, for all four years of Patrick starting. All four years. Yeah. I mean, like, the chemistry that they have is just – I mean, that you can't build that kind of chemistry. It's like I, I'm sure they probably could look at one another and, and between the film study throughout the week, it's like, hey, if I look at you and th- we see a certain defense, I want you doing this. Because I'm sure there's some ad-lib. I mean, Patrick's got that to his game that, you know, he's willing to, uh, you know, ad-lib whatever the moment may be or, or co- make a play call of some sort. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think I think Tyreek's gonna miss Patrick uh, uh, 
you know, significantly. Uh, and for the simple fact, uh, you know, Patrick could let that, that cannon go, right? Yeah, I mean, Joker got a cannon. He got an arm on him that just <laughs> – we, we talking about other guys, just certain things they just can't do, right? The throws they can make. And so he'll have – Tua, I think, is a good quarterback. I, I think he is. I think he, he 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 plays well. I think he does a great job. Uh, he's decent enough to get the ball to Tyreek, but as far as like just being like out there on the defense and putting things on a rope, I mean, hey, Patrick is, is is one of the best. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and I, and look and and don't get me wrong, Patrick's gonna miss being able to like. Well, look, Tyreek's down there somewhere, right? I'm just gonna throw his <laughs> sucker up. <laughs> I know a joker down there. I, he's gonna come up with this ball. He's gonna miss that, right? He, he's gonna miss that element. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's man. I tell you what, man. It's a it's a nasty breakup. That's the way I look at it. Like, dang, I man, I got it. We gotta say bye to each other. Well, well for now, all right. I'll see you later for now. Yeah. So, it's gonna be tough, man. It ain't easy for neither one of them. I need. I, I bet they happy because Terry got what he wanted, right? Hey man, if you happy with it and you feel and look and look, the Dolphins is an up and coming team. We know that they got a new head coach down there. McDaniel's is going to get a little bit creative. They got Waddle down there. They got the the other uh, the tight end. Uh, this 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 good. So they got a good team down there, right? So they they felt like it was necessary. Like, look, this is the piece that we need offensively to kind of help take us over the top. So, hey. More power to them. Like like you said, we got the five picks. Uh, but I remember Shannon Sharp saying some things like, F those picks, right? <laughs> like, man, forget those picks. I don't care about that. Sue, yeah. you want the guy. So, exactly. uh, yeah. yeah. I will say this, Marcus, and I'm, I'm going to leave it at this, right? And we, we said this before. I, I just think that the way things were done, it should have been done earlier if you thought you couldn't get this thing done, right? Before Devontae Adams got his deal done and got signed. You should have been trying hard to like get this dude done. If it was like one of those things that was stalled, you would have had a little bit more flexibility, right? To do what you will with some of the free agents that was out of here that we surely needed on defense. So that's my argument. I, I, that's my point. I really, I really like, man, so why wait this long? Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was the waiting aspect as far as getting things done, you know, letting all the, all the players go with free agency. But more so, another thing was that the Devontae Adams, we waited to see what Devontae Adams' contract was going to be before giving him his contract. We could have set the market price. And I know Christian, yeah. Christian Kirk's contract kind of threw a little wrinkle in things. I think we had things in place, but then Christian Kirk got his contract. And it was like, oh, wait, let's wait and see here. And then Devontae Adams got that 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 huge deal, and then which – Tyreek surpassed today with his deal. So, I mean, yeah, just I think we I think we should have got that done a little faster or sooner than than all this stuff. But what are you what are you gonna do? You know, I'm happy that Tyreek did get his money though. In the end, I I was kind of weirded out by the the picture that Drew Rosenhaus took with uh, Tyreek. It was kind of a weird picture. So in that picture, he's holding up a phone with Derek Dieter, our uh, one of our receivers on the practice squad. He's in a FaceTime with the with the photo. I thought I thought that was odd. <laughs> That made made no sense to me at all. <laughs> What's that now? What happened? No, in, what? in the selfie photo that Drew Rosenhaus took with Tyreek, I don't know who the other yeah. guy. Uh, but Tyreek's holding up his phone, and on the phone is uh, he's FaceTiming with Garrick Dieter, who is like the number seven receiver on the team. He's one of our practice squad receivers. 
that's usually that's Mahomes' boy. Every time you see a video of Mahomes, Dieter usually right next to him. So I thought that was I thought that was an interesting uh, throw in there. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Okay, so moving on to the guys who are in-house still. So um, our next topic, this is I thought it was going to be the bigger deal this week, was you know the signing of Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, by many metrics, uh, since 2017, he's amongst the top slot receivers in the NFL. Um, he would have been, like JD said, would have been an amazing addition next to Tyreek and Kelsey. But now he's the, the top dog. Him, Hardman are the top dogs in the uh, as far as receivers in the, on the depth chart right now. Um, what do you guys make of the the, the receiver room and the, the depth chart currently constructed? We, right now we have Hardman, Juju, Josh Gordon, uh, Fountain. Um, but we're said to be looking at uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who is visiting today. Um, and also the ongoing um, rumors of being interested in Jarvis Landry. And even before the show, I just heard that we are, the sources say that Packers and the Chiefs are both looking into um, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So currently constructed receiver room as it is right now, but then also the, the rumors. So what, what do you guys make of all the stuff that's going on as far as the receiver room? Uh, I, well, I, I'll tell you this. I, I, I think, man, to be honest with you, uh, where we at today, uh, and it just makes Juju signing uh, that more important, right? I think, you know, you had to get a guy like that here. Uh, and it, it, you you got to get somebody else. I mean, I like the room, but you got you to get another guy. We did, we just lost, shoot, one of the top receivers in, in the history of the game, seriously, in, in, in what he can do. So uh, can you get a DK Metcalf here? That that shoot that that'd be incredible or Tyler Lockett. I don't know if Lock can get here. I love to have Lock here, right? Because that gives you a speed guide and all that. That's true. Now now <laughs> Mahomes is like, oh, I got another guy I could throw Tyler down there somewhere, right? Yeah. So uh, I don't know Scantling. Ah, uh, he. I don't know about that Landry. He would have been that that guy to come in to to bend. You know the extra piece. If Juju didn't, we didn't take him, and so I was looking at Landry to be that guy as, as opposed to Juju. Uh, so, I mean, there's guys out there, but to replace a guy like that, it's hard to find him in a draft. But I will say this: we signed Juju to a one-year deal, right? It was like ten million dollars, whatever the, the, the cost was. Now, if he if he plays well, if he plays well. You're saying, look, you know what? We got him here for the one year. He did great. Matter of fact, sign him to a long-term deal. Now we can't give him the 10 million. Maybe we give him the 20 or whatever he's 
he's asking for. We we can't give him 30 to you. You was hurt. We know you hurt. You know, you're a little long, you know, you you right there with everybody else, but you you're not quite upper echelon. So that might be, you know, a, a perfect move, you know, looking at it, you know, down the line. So that's how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, as far as the quarterback or as far as the receivers room, I mean, with regards to, you know, you bring up a guy, Josh Gordon. I mean, given that guy obviously came in kind of mid-season, uh, essentially last year um, or, you know, the earlier part of the year. But, you know, he's one of those things where it's like give that guy a full offseason, give Patrick time to work with him. And the guy, to me, that's another sure. specimen we talked about last time is is a guy like him is – I mean, he could change the game. He could be that guy, obviously – that now you're drawing the double team in a sense from that standpoint and allowing Juju or Travis Kelsey to get these one-on-one matchups. Because ultimately, you're, you're, at the end of the day, you know, as a quarterback, you, you're saying that it, my guy's one-on-one. If I got a guy one-on-one, that's what I'm taking. If you're trying to force the ball into double coverage, you know, it's going to come back to bite you in the, you know, you know what. But, uh, right. you know, when you got Travis Kelsey matched up on these – linebackers, safeties. I mean, Patrick's going to take that all day. I'll take that matchup all day long. Um, Mm -hmm. And Juju's the kind of guy that you're going to move around. Um, And then, like you said, I mean, if you're able to pick up Matt Cap, I mean, to me, I almost would like, you know, Lockett, um, you can get him for a lot cheaper than essentially a a Matt Cap. Matt Cap's probably going to want more money. Um, And then, you know, a guy like Landry, I saw something, you know, I know you mentioned that. I saw something about they were, you know, possibly a a possibility of that, but obviously now with Juju and whatnot. Um, But if you you start putting so many big names over there, I I feel like you get too many egos in one room that it doesn't always gel together. I mean, it might look good on paper. It's like, dang, look at all these guys we got. But when you have that in a locker room and – so-and-so is not happy. He's, you know, chirping behind so-and-so's back over here. I mean, that stuff can tear a locker room apart. That's the last thing you want to have happen to your team because, you know, from the inside out, I mean, it's the locker room's the locker room. Those guys are, you know, the heart of everything. And if you're, you know, being uh, toxic from the inside out inside the locker room, that could really hurt them in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to the point where you're talking about, the, that's the one thing with, with my hesitation with Metcalf. I know a lot of Chief fans saw that rumor. It was like, oh, DK, DK, DK. He's going to be free agent next year. Um, so, and he might, be, he might be asking for something near what Tyreek was asking for, 25 or 30 million a year. Whereas Lockett, Lockett signed a deal last offseason or the year before. Uh, for um, So he's four years, 69 million. And so he, he won't be a free agent until 2026. And that's a reasonable deal. I mean, that's what, 15, yeah. 15 something a year. Um, yeah. That that's a solid deal, and plus he he is what we just lost. Maybe, maybe he's not Tyreek Hill fully, but that is kind of like a Tyreek Hill replacement. Um, so yeah, that that'd be a rumor that I, I I'd be a fan of. Um, but talking about uh, Josh Gordon because you played with with him, uh, Tyler. Um, JD made a point uh, on the show. He's made a point that you got to give the guy a full off season to kind of you know he he came in after being off for for so long. He came in the middle of the season. Uh, probably a playbook that's probably 200 pages long with Andy Reid's playbook. Um, how how beneficial is that for him to kind of get this offseason to kind of get his you know, get, get his wings back, you know, get his legs back? I mean, how beneficial do you think that is? And do you think he still has something in the tank left? Yeah, I mean, I'd always love to say he's got something left in the tank. I mean, the guy's, you know, I'm not sure exactly how old he is right now, but he's kind of, you know, bounced around from team to team, hasn't really played a full season. So, to me, he's not one of those that's been beat up. I mean, to me, he's still got some miles left. Um 
you know, to make something happen in a sense. So, you know, as far as um, having somebody like him with a full off season, I mean, that's just, I mean, you think about coming in mid season, like you did last year and Patrick, there's no time for Patrick to work one-on-one with him essentially. Um, you know, after practice, the last thing, you know, you're doing is working essentially with Josh being the four, fourth or fifth receiver, or, you know, whatever number he was last year um, on the depth chart. You know, your your time is mainly focused on Tyreek and Travis and those other guys that have been there throughout the whole year. Um, so the biggest thing for, you know, going forward this whole offseason, for them to have that work, to put in that work, that maybe the coaches are um, – you know, hearing Pat or, or Patrick, you know, because I'm sure Patrick's got some say so in, in the talks of like, hey, you know, we're probably not going to be able to to keep Tyreek because, you know, he wants more than essentially we may have room for, um, but we can possibly get these picks for him. You know, so it's just different things. There's so many scenarios that could have possibly come into play here that, um, you know, looking back now, it's like, you know, hopefully Chiefs fans, you know, after week three, you're like, you don't even talk about Tyreek Hill. You know, you might see him on the top 10 sports center plays, I'm sure, just because he's going to be making some plays. But, you know, hopefully you don't uh, have to look in the rearview mirror. You're looking forward, moving forward. So, man, look, that, that right there, Tyler, I thank you so much because I don't understand why people didn't understand that. Really, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. And, and so I was fighting with E all the time. Everybody just wanted Josh Gordon to be Josh Gordon from 2014. And what look, this man had been out of football for two years, two years. And the thing was, he was coming into a system, which I said was a little bit more geared toward smaller receivers, kind of find the windows. It wasn't quite that same, you know, style of play like the West Coast offense or like for a bigger receiver, right? Mm -hmm. Those things are kind of regulated for like the tight end in the middle, midline doing things. Uh, And so, him coming in, I guess it was like week three or whatever. Look, we knew the transition was going to take a long time. And like you said, which is an absolutely incredible point, during the offseason when you start getting all the report, catching all the football, you know how a guy's thinking, what he's running, you know, how he's looking. You just start working on the fade route. You start doing all these things. And sometimes what you start doing is you start getting your offense predicated off what you have in the building. Right. And so when it starts, you know, in, in, you know, after the draft, you start putting all the hay in the barn. Okay. This is what we got. This is our pieces. So he was a bonus when we was able to get him, you know, in the third game, you know, the season last year, he was a bonus. Right. So we just looking for the guy to come in and, Hey, look, have some productivity. And he did a great job in the running game. Didn't catch the balls like he wanted to, but this whole off season, and we know his physical, he's a physical specimen. He's only 30 years old. He's only 30. He's 30 years old. Right. (laughs) So, he gets his, his football legs underneath it, okay? And I said, look, throwing the, getting the ball thrown to him from Patrick Mahomes is, is different from him getting his ball the ball thrown to him from his little cousin who plays – is probably the backup quarterback at, on a junior high team, right? It, just, it ain't the same thing. So, you know, he's in the building with, with the real guy throwing the ball to him. Um, so he's going to be able to uh, benefit off of this, Right. Now Tyreek ain't in the building. Man, look, Josh, he's going to get himself back prepared, maybe even lean down a little bit. I mean, he might even lean down some yeah. uh, to kind of play in this offense, right? Uh, and and that's going to be uh, great for the Chiefs. Uh, but I, I will say this. I'm going to kind of backtrack a little bit. Tyler Lockett, like he was talking about his, 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 uh, his contract. Look, man, bring him home. <laughs> he was born in Kansas City. 
I played with his, his father, you know, Kevin. And look, we seen Tyler grow up, man. We, we seen him. Bring him home. <laughs> Tyler, come home. That's what we want you to do. Come on back home, man. How about that? You want to do that? We take on that contract, bring y'all here to the crib. Hey, man, you good, right? Come on to the family. Yeah, man, he's family. That's family. He was birthed a chief. He was birthed a chief, man. So but let's, that's, that's the reality of it. So that's where I'm at. But Josh is good. All those guys, I think I, we're going to be all right. Put it that way. I think everything's going to be all right, man. And that's the thing, too, is like getting those draft picks for Tyreek. It's like who's to say they don't go after – you know, lock it for two third rounders or something. I mean, you don't, you don't know. I mean, you, we don't know exactly what's going on behind closed doors, you know, right. um, from, from a standpoint of what the chiefs are thinking. So, you know, all we can do is speculate and uh, you know, play the cards that we have in front of us. But, you know, I still think that, you know, that, that receiver room, I, I mean, yeah, you lost a heck of a player in Tyreek, but I'm telling you right now, I, I just, I'd be blown away if the chiefs still aren't, right back where they were last year again um, in the AFC championship, if not um, playing for another Super Bowl. Um, you know, and then that's the big thing. I think, you know, J.D. brought up a good point about, um, you know, you obviously were trying to structure a deal for Tyreek, and it's like you maybe did miss out on some defensive guys and stuff like that. So, um, you know, and that's the nature of the business. You know, you may be sitting here playing this hand and not realizing that, you know, somebody else is uh, – you're, you're missing out on something else. So um, – but, you know, picking up those draft picks. To me, defensive players, um, you know, can come in day one and and pick up right off the bat from a, from a you know, a, um, a rookie standpoint. You know, defense to me is, is, a, is, is a lot more simpler than offense. Um, I just – I remember being in my rookie – or um, in the um, – the hotel my rookie year when I got drafted with Minnesota, we were going through rookie minicamp, and they throw 25 plays at us the first day. The mm. second day, another 25. And then we had, like, right at over 70 plays in three days of minicamp, right? I'm sitting – my head spinning. I mean, we probably had 20 plays in our entire offense in college, you know? And and I've got um, uh, Brian Robeson, the DN from Texas that played at Minnesota all those years. Um, you know, he was sitting over there just on his phone. You know, I think it was a flip phone back then. We're watching TV, and I'm over there like I got my headphones in, just kind of like trying to block out the noise. Um, and and he, I was like, he, he was like, what you doing? I was like, you know, learning to play. I was like, how many y'all plays y'all put in? He said, oh, we got four for the whole camp. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And I'm like, yeah, you know, at that point, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But, I mean, defense, you know, obviously there's some different type – um, of, of schemes that defensive run, you know, those Rex Ryan schemes to where you're bringing all those blitzes and all that stuff, you know, so that takes a good uh, uh, leader on defense, essentially your captain, uh, your middle linebacker or whatever, the one that's making the right calls. But overall, I mean, you know, a defensive player, I mean, you know, I mean to me, compared to all, they're dumb. I mean, I'm just going to put it out there like that. <laughs> Hey, you got you got you got how many coverages? You know, maybe all nine of you want to call something else. Combination coverages here and there. Come yeah. on, two, four, one, three. You know, combination six, eight, nine. And then the biggest line, you're doing twists. Oh, I got. We learned a new stunt today. Is that re- really? That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. New blitz. Okay, yeah. I got it. Absolutely. Come on now. And then yeah. I mean, I remember call sheet with uh, Kyle Shanahan. He's a West Coast guy. I mean, we'd have. 300 plus plays on a call sheet. 
I mean, so Andy Reid, you know, he's a West Coast guy. I mean, you look at those. There's a reason those cards are as, as big as they are because there's that many plays. I mean, obviously, if you only had 20 plays, you could have the same size font on an on a 8 by 11 or whatever it might be. Um, right. But, you know, it just comes back down to um, a guy like, you know, just to touch on it, you know, getting a full off season with a guy like Josh Gordon. But then, you know, obviously, I mean, those guys are, you know, for Patrick to have those guys in here and um, I mean, for a full off season, I just, I can't, I'd be blown away to, to if, if I don't say that, you know, the Chiefs offense is right back up at the top again next year. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, Josh Gordon, that, that, that's something you, you've been kind of harping on JD. And, and I think now, I think there's, I don't know if we knew something that like, you know, obviously the, the team already, already knew this whole Tyreek Hill situation was kind of a little more murky than we all thought, but you know, we signed uh, Josh Gordon to come back, um, and then there was that their report from the combine where they talked about uh, how they finally learned how to utilize Nicole Hardman. You know, that, remember that comment that came out? Reed said that uh, that we finally know how to use him. It's like this guy's in his third or fourth. Mm-hmm. We, we, we finally know how to use him. Um, so I think we found a role for Hardman. Maybe not 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 to fill in the Tyreek Hill role. Maybe to do what he was kind of doing towards the end of last season, getting more touches. But maybe Gordon steps up. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be Tyreek Hill. Maybe he does step up. I mean, this is – I mean, there could be – be very valid if he does come in and kind of take on a, top, a starting role. Yeah, man. I mean, look, you just want, you know, solid guys, you know, in the room catching the football. And, and you know, Josh has been around. So that's the thing about it. He's a veteran guy. He's, no, he's nobody new. He's a veteran guy. But now you have that extra year where you get to learn who he is. You get to learn those things. And so two years of not playing – Everybody was just off of him, like, oh, I don't believe in Josh Gordon. Man, he's only been here, like I said, he, he hadn't played in two years. And even before then, he was like sparingly just playing, you know, from place to place because of all the things he was going through, right? To me, I think he finds, you know, at least some consistency, a place where he can call home, that it's, he can be comfortable and say, look, I don't really have that much pressure, right? Nobody's really expecting anything on me. I, I just signed a, a one-year deal. Right. So they don't really see me coming. If I come out here and I start burning it up, hey, I'm, I'm back where I need to be. And so I'm, I'm pushing. Look, I'm pulling for him. I'm pulling for Josh. I'm pulling for him. And like I said, if, if it happens that we can bring Locke because he was raised in Kansas City, hey, that is that, that's, that's even better. So. Full sweetener. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys kind of uh, mentioned this here. So the final concern is, I mean, obviously everyone on ESPN, Fox Sports, everyone was kind of saying, "Uh-oh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are done here." You know, and, and if you if you look at all the acquisitions in the AFC West over the, the past two weeks, uh, Khalil Mack uh, coming back to the AFC West, Russell Wilson going to the AFC West, Devontae Adams going to the AFC West. Meanwhile, the, you know, we're bringing in Juju, Justin Reed, but then we're letting go Tyreek Hill. So obviously, there's kind of a little bit of overreaction there, uh, but. Has the balance of power shifted in the AFC West? It, if we play today, but we don't. So that's 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 where I look at it. And thank God we don't play till September. So right now, if if we had to go out and play a game today, yeah, absolutely. We we're probably we're you know third or fourth best team, or you know, in in the division, no doubt about it. Just on paper, what you're looking at. Uh, but after all said and done, uh, as long as you still got 15 back there at the ham, we're going to be all right. I think, I think 
what we're going to bring in, uh, what we'll see with some of these moves. And I'm done. Look, I'm just hopeful. I'm hopeful these things are going to work out. I think we'll get back to where we need or were uh, before all of this offseason started rolling. So, yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, it's one of those things to where, yeah, the stuff that those other teams are making, um, you know, you know, those teams are, they haven't been to the AFC championship the last, what, four years in a row. Um, yep. They're trying to, they're trying to do what they can to get where the chiefs have been, you know, at, you know, and yeah, we lost Tyree Keel, but it's like, you know, and you could say that saying he's just one man, but it's like, you know, I, to me, I feel like these other guys on, on Kansas City are almost, and the re- other receivers in the room are going to put a chip on their shoulder and be like, hey, we're going to make you forget about Tyreek Hill. Not that you're going to truly forget about him because, you know, of what he brought to the table. Right. But, right. you know, moving forward, it's like, you know, who's to say, you know, like we talked about Josh Gordon, who's to say that guy, I mean, he's 30 years old. Are you kidding me? That's when most people are in their prime. You know, yes, uh, right. I'm, right. I'm so, you know, and Juju. I mean, he's got to me. If he can stay off the whole, you know, TikTok world and everything and stuff like that, um, yeah, you know, dances and all that. Because to me, you put a target on your back. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. you know, I mean, they might have to, you know, uh, rain old uh, Patrick's brother in a little bit too, because you know, not many people are a fan of him. But, um, but you know. <laughs> You you just there's people that don't like the Chiefs because of uh, of uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother or whatever, and then there's people that didn't like the Steelers because of you know Juju doing all the dances and stuff like that. And I get there's a time and place for that, but like you're here to play football, you know, you're not here to get all your your fans and your followers all these you know funny videos or dance, you know, trending dances and stuff. Um, you know, do one of those dances after a. a after a touchdown, like you know, like Jamar Chase, his little giddy or whatever, um, yeah, things like yeah. that. That's when you. That's when you can do your dance. You know, not on the sideline before the game or or, or whatever it might be. Um, so you know, just you know, moving forward, I th- I just think those guys will, will, you know, a full off season together with Patrick at the. You know, like you said, you, you're not gonna as long as Patrick's still back there. Um, you know, you're always gonna be a contender, and he's gonna continue to. Uh, to feed the ball to guys who need or that are open, um, and then as far as like you said, mentioned earlier in the show, like who's to say our running game doesn't step up? Um, right. Because at some point you got to take the load off. You know you can't keep doing it week in and week out. I mean, uh, you know Jones in, in Green Bay. I mean, think about the the workload he took off of Aaron Rodgers um, the past yes, couple years, or Williams or whatever his um, name was or whatever. So I mean those those things are you know and those, what's it. Uh, Edwards Jones, what's the running back? Um, they got they got Dylan and they got Aaron Jones up there. Both of them are, are workhorses. Yeah, they, they well, got a good running game up there. Um, Edwards Claire. Oh yes, uh, yeah, uh, Clyde Ed- Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, yeah, I mean a guy like him. I mean he's going into his third year this year. I mean you know he's he's been a stud, but it's like you know it it, it, it at some point Andy's like all right. You know, I mean, obviously you're, you're you're taking the ball out of Patrick's hands and, you know, his first two years because of what the weapons he's had. Now it's like, all right, let's give Patrick a little break and, you know, get a running game uh, right. of some sort. But, you know, just going back to Andy Reid's offense, it's probably going to be tough to say that there's truly a, a, a strong running game in a sense because he's going to air the ball out. There's no doubt on that. Yeah, we, we might have to twist his arm a little bit on that one. The thing, you know, you know, what I mean, like, hey, Andy, come on, like, just, just please give us eight more runs, just yeah. eight more. That's all we want, just eight more runs, okay? 
Just Absolutely. let us call it some, some course of the game. Uh, but uh, Juju and, and, and Jackson, you better keep them jokers apart, man. This may hey, find out where they are at all times. Hey, where, where's Juju at? Oh, he's yeah. going to go see Jackson. No, oh, no, uh-uh, no, go, hey, go get him. You better go get him. So hopefully, man, we just uh, <laughs> keep them jokers apart. Absolutely, apart, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty so. sure Jackson has already tweet, tweeted at him or he uh, had an Instagram post like tagging him in it. So he's already ready already. to go for the collaboration. Didn't, you didn't get to him fast enough, man. <laughs> man. <no. laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Tyler, uh, last question before we go. Uh, we, we always talk about balance, like, you know, having a, a run game and a pass game balance, um, especially with Andy Reid's offenses. But as a quarterback, is that kind of like, you know, not re- – I mean, for you, was you was you want a, a, an offense that has more balance, or are you kind of like when you when you look at that, is it like that's a quarterback's wet dream to have like an offense that you know maybe runs the ball like eight times a game and it's just more like 40, 40 to fifty passes a game? Is that more? I mean, for, for Mahomes, as he started at this point in his career, is he like okay, well, you know what, we do have to kind of be more balanced. Whereas maybe his first two years, he's like, yep, yeah, let's go run and gun all, all day long. We're, we're throwing fifty times a game. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, as a quarterback, you want to be, you know, throwing the ball and slinging it around. But at the end of the day, you know, you want to win football games. And, um, you know, I, I can promise you Mac Jones, after he threw the ball three times against Buffalo in that game and they won the game, he was like, hey, we won the game. I don't care, you know. And not that you're ever going to throw the ball three times with Patrick Mahomes, but it's like, you know, if it takes us running the ball eight more times a game to, you know, because – but every every – to me, an offensive coordinator is, is going to adjust as the game goes on. It's like, hey, we can run the ball more this game or, dang, we can't get the run, but you can't completely abort the run. So, it's to me, Andy Reid's always done a great job of, of, of taking what the defense essentially has given them. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's one of those things to where um, when you got a guy like Patrick, you're, you're not going to take the ball out of his hands um, and just rely strictly on a run game. I mean, it's – yeah, you'd just be crazy to do something like that. All the great quarterbacks, um, you know, Tom Brady, you would never say, you know, we're going to go out in here and run the ball the whole game. But, you know, offensive coordinator, if if you can run the ball X amount of times and win and run the clock, I mean, I can promise you Bill Belichick, he wants to see that clock ticking. He doesn't want to see incomplete passes. Um, and I know at the end of the day, you want to have more on that scoreboard than your opposing team. And, and that's what it's all about, certainly. Yeah, and, and I'll speak on, like, as far as on the run game up front, the, the big guys always want to be able to lean on guys. They want to lean on the defense, you know, and, and they hate having to get back, man, and kick back in pass protection all the time. And when you have a Khalil Mack and, you know, those guys that's going to be over there with, with the Raiders, it's like, look, man, I'm doing this, and it makes you soft. It makes you softer. It makes you back, you know, just sitting back all the time. And we know, man, pass rush – just a matter of time for them guys and boys get back there on you. And so what do you do? How do you negate that? Go straight at their mouth. That's what you do. And you start wearing them down third or fourth quarter. And you take some of that pass rush off of them. That's what you do. Lean on them a little bit. Take some of that pass rush out of them. So, yeah, shoot. I think you got to do it, man. You got to, Andy has to incorporate a little bit more of the running game uh, here in Kansas City. And I think, uh, and to that, um, we only have currently, it's only uh, Derek Orr and CEH, a layer um, on the depth chart right now. But right before the show, I saw that Ronald Jones is visiting uh, Kansas City uh, today. So, and mm. Ronald Jones coming out of USC, a lot of people compare him to Jamal Charles as far as, you know, the way, the way he ran his running style. 
Um, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe he hasn't really turned out to be Jamal Charles so far in his career, but maybe a change of scenery might be nice, and we could definitely use a guy like Ronald Jones in our offense. And that's, I mean, that's a position, a running back position to me is probably, you know, obviously protections um, are, are key for a running back. But as far as running the ball, I mean, you ain't got to coach that. I mean, the guy, you know, you know where holes, you know, zero through eight and where one through nine is. I mean, at the end of the day, um, the biggest thing I think the transition for a running back, a, a rookie guy essentially is the pass game protection of understanding you know, who the line's got and who do I have. But, you know, a guy like a veteran like Patrick now, I mean, there was times where I know the younger running back was, you know, more or less looking, hey, who do I got? And I'm like, hey, you got 54 to 52 or whoever it might be, essentially. Yeah. So a guy like that. Um, um, but, you know, like I said, I mean, that's just – those are minor things that I know a veteran like Patrick is pretty much um, – could bring a young guy like that along, certainly. Right, right. And plus, Ronald Jones, you know, he's played with, you know, Brady. So, you know, he, he could be, you know, that's that's something he's, he's got he's got in his back pocket and you know, going to Mahomes. So, he's got he's going to take that with him to uh, Kansas City if we do sign him. So, I, I know him and MVS, uh, Scantling, are, in, are, are uh, visiting today and tomorrow. So, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but that does it for us, guys. Now, with that Tyreek Hill uh, trade, we got $29 million going into next week. So, Maybe by our next show, we'll maybe plug some of the the edge the, the edge holes in our roster. Maybe bring in another receiver, and maybe even bring in that running back we were just talking about. But that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Cheap Concerns presented by Bet Online. Tyler, thanks for coming on, man. Love having you always, man. Thanks, Steve, man. Appreciate you, brother. Always good seeing you, man. Love you, brother. Absolutely. Y'all have me back on soon. Yes, have a good, Marcus. Definitely. You, buddy. Yeah, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.